0: A radio show that confesses Christ without
1: confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously
2: without taking ourselves so seriously.
1: You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Have you
0: completely dedicated every part of yourself to it? And I said, well... What's the answer? And she says, that's the trouble. The answer's always no. I said, well, let's ask the question a different way. Has Jesus given everything for you? Has he dedicated his whole life to you? Has he invited you into his heart? And the answer to that is a glorious and gracious and conscious,
2: freeing, comforting yes. Uh, Only then we we hear the gospel that Jesus Christ came to earth, uh, was born of a Virgin Mary, lived a perfect life. Uh, in our place, and died the death that we deserved, took on the full wrath of God. All that was done for us so that we could be called righteous and holy in the eyes of God. <laughs> That's not going to help with the who wants the data and
3: hotline right
2: there. <laughs> hey, welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. I'm your host, Evan Gigline, and here with Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Hello. <laughs> the the you want to
0: start already. We're gonna start now. All yeah, right, yeah, ready. yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, today's lineup for Table Talk Radio uh, goes like this: We're gonna start off doing some, doing some buzzwords and then responding to your emails, and then we're gonna do some Table Talk Jeopardy. This is That's an been audio a while since we played uh, Jeopardy. It has been a while. Do you remember how it goes? Okay, so I give you yeah uh, a category, and you pick one hundred, two hundred, three hundred. I remember. You'll, yep. you'll pick it up. I Don't worry. I... And then ending up, we have to we have to go back to Google it again because we played this last week and uh, we only had time to, actually only about two minutes to play the game and we only had a chance to get to one of my websites and then Pastor's been pouting all week. Oh, you want to do Google <laughs> it too? So we have to go back to Google it for the sake of Pastor Wolfie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. So that's the lineup for today's show. And uh, Pastor, do you have a buzzword for me? I do. My buzzword for you
0: is theotokos. That's a Greek word. It means mother of God, and uh, it's an ancient word. In fact, this is maybe the first uh, doctrine that regards Mary, that Mary is called, rightly, uh, the mother of God. And this comes up in the ancient church with the Nestorian controversy, uh, where the the Nestorians wanted to say that, um, that Mary was the mother of the human nature of Christ, but they didn't want to say it. Uh, the mother of God, and that resulted in a separation of the two natures. So here's a line from our confessions. This is from the formula of Concord, written about 1580 on the person of Christ. It says, hence we believe, teach and confess, that Mary conceived and bore not a mere man and no more, but the true son of God. Therefore, she is also rightly called and truly is the mother of God. So Mary, the Theotokos, because of the the intimate union of the divine and human natures into the one person of Christ.
2: Now, do I have to use the Greek word Theotokos, or can I actually say mother of God? Is Um, it bonus points if I I use the Greek? Sure. I'm not really worried about it, so (laughs) sure. (laughs) That'll be hard to get by you. I'll have to catch you when you're checking your email or something. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) Okay, my theological buzzword for you is canon, and uh, canon refers to the books of the Bible that are recognized by the church as inspired. Uh, I think this is what in the fourth century or something like that. There's a lot of Gnostic writings going around, and so the church said, "Wait a minute, you know, there's we have these true writings from the apostles, and then we have uh, these fake Gnostic writings going around. So we're just going to identify which ones uh, are are in fact inspired, and so that they you know, put together the canon." Um, now this is how it goes. I'll let you respond to this, Pastor Wolfmuller. Our 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 Roman Catholic friends. Uh, uh, criticize us because we say sola scriptura and we you know, reject inspiration by tradition but don't you know it was the church that then identified the books of the Bible so even if you, uh, if you believe which books of the Bible are inspired you're in essence believing that the church uh, is inspired as well how do you respond yeah, this a strange. The
0: Catholic Church wants to play the strange kind of chicken and egg game, you know, which came first. And because the <laughs> church exists before the scriptures, then it's more important, or something like this. When when we look at the scriptures, though, what we see is that uh, it, to to be the church is to uh, to be a Christian, to trust in Christ, to have faith. And how has that faith come about? Well, it happens to come about by uh, Jesus uh, sending His Holy Spirit in the preaching of the gospel. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so that the word of God creates faith and the church so it's uh it just comes this way to us in the bible that the 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 bible actually is the means through which the holy spirit uses to create the church the word of God preached and uh and and written and read studied understood uh creates faith so they get the they got the they have the egg before the chicken
2: uh in this case right I think it's it's a matter of authority, you know. I mean, do do, do the Scriptures get their authority because of the Church or because of Christ? And, of course, we know it's because of Christ. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay,
0: so... uh, By the way, we took up this question with uh, Steve Parks in one of our table scraps on Sola Scriptura. If you're interested in uh, digging into this a little bit more, Steve unwinds it uh, masterfully. Uh, So you can go back on our website and check that under table
2: scraps. Yeah, what's our website address again? uh tabletalkradio.org it looks like here good because you have it up in front of you <laughs> i have it up checking the, my buzzwords would you he, used, he yep. has it <laughs> he has it bookmarked so he you you know if i asked him what the phone number was uh, it would be like you know uh, hold, it, it, hold on ask me what it is it, i'll find it here <laughs> about us where's the
0: where's the phone number Ah, oh, here it is if you click about us our uh, our listener response line is 866 851 5523 yeah, asking, and apparently here my email is PRBW at tabletalkradio dot org <laughs> also.
2: Yeah, asking uh Pastor Wolfmiller to give the phone number to Table Talk Radio is like asking a Calvinist to articulate objective justification. It just doesn't oh, happen.
0: <laughs> oh man, you used up a good closer.
2: <laughs> oh, do you ha- hope you have one ready? Okay, you can't oh, use yeah, mine. Worry, I'll I'm deduct sure. points if you borrow from mine. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to respond to your emails. Uh, you can send us uh, questions and comments to our email address, qu- uh, questions at tabletalkreo.org, or that phone number that Pastor just read, 866-851-5523. Okay, so uh, Pastor, what's the first email we have in store for our listeners? Um, let's see here. We have one. Uh, oh, it's marked correction. A faithful
0: listener sent in a, 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 an attempt to correct my doctrine. I love it. Uh, it's, here, here it goes. It's from Ron uh, from Minnesota. He writes, ha, gotcha. Well, maybe. I'll set this up. I was listening to your show this morning on Pirate Christian Radio, streaming on my droid, which is, I think, a phone. Uh, you were reviewing the Chris Tomlin song, We Fall Down. Pastor Wolfmuller was talking about law, gospel content of the song, and he says, because the blood of Jesus covers our sins. Well, I didn't pick up on this, but my 10-year-old son and 5th grader was in the room with me, and he said, wait a minute, isn't it Jesus takes away our sin? I thought about this for a minute, and my answer was that I think you're right. Well, is my 5th grader smarter than a pastor? That sounds like <laughs> one of the games we play. Are you smarter than a vicar? <laughs> this We should put this 5th grader... Up against the vicars. No, no, no. Against the pastor. Didn't you read it right? Well, all right. (laughs) Uh, Here's my thinking. In the Old Testament period, they sacrificed animals, and that sacrifice covered their sins. My understanding is that since Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, he washes away our sins, not covers it. Is that correct? Love your show, even if Pastor Wolfmuller is wrong. Uh, Vicar (laughs) Gagline, love your show on creationism versus evolution. Most excellent. Ron from Minnesota.
2: Yeah, That's also available on our website, tabletalkrio.org, under the table scraps.
0: Very good. Now, this is thanks for this email. I think it's fantastic email, and we love it when the listeners are actually paying attention. Uh, so that's the first thing. <laughs> Doesn't happen too often, so I'll savor the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, now, uh, but what uh, you wanna uh, you wanna articulate this letter a little bit more, Evan? Well, I uh, think what he's talking, what about? he's
2: saying, is uh, he's he's making the argument that in the Old Testament they had uh, animal sacrifice, and uh, so they would you know have the day of atonement and sacrifice a lamb and. And this sort of thing, and so uh, what, what I think he's saying is that in the Old Testament we, we talk about uh, that uh, sacrifice covering our sins, um, but now that Jesus Christ is the ultimate and final sacrifice, uh, he then takes away our sins. You know we have language like this in the scriptures that that uh, you know, our, that, that the sacrifice of Jesus takes away uh, the sins of the world. John the Baptist said that, and so uh, am, am I, do I have an understanding of it, right? Yeah, that's right,
0: and I this is a very good point. I mean, the Bible does say that Jesus takes our sins away, and the word, by the way, for atonement in the Old Testament uh, is the word for covering, so that the sacrifice, the blood, does cover over our sins. So the question is, I think the the way I took it is simply to ask, does the Bible in the New Testament talk about our sins being covered, or is it only about them being taken away? It just so happens that uh, that that paul in the book of romans does talk about sins being covered and it's when he takes up in his discussion of justification in romans chapter 4 he takes up psalm 32 and quotes it so here's the passage uh, starting with romans 4 verse 5 but to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly his faith is accounted for righteousness just as david also describes the blessedness of the man to whom god imputes righteousness apart from works and then these words Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. So so I think that we can use that language of covering of sin, uh, both in the Old and New Testament, because the saints, both old and new, were all justified by faith in the death of Jesus. Uh, so I, I, I think the question is good, but I do think that language of sins being covered uh, if we understand it to rightly, uh, this is th-
2: really the same as the discussion of sins being taken away. Very good. Well and we do recognize that those uh, sacrifices of the Old Testament were not different but yet uh, pointed forward to the sacrifice of Christ. And so That's exa- they contained the promise of the Messiah. So the same promise, Old and New Testament. Very good. Well, that concludes then our segment of responding to our listeners. But call us 866 851 5523 with your questions and comments. Right back for Table Talk Jeopardy.
1: Send your questions to questions at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message 866-851-5523.
0: Hello, this is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller, pastor of Hope Lutheran Church and co-host of Table Talk Radio. I have had a marvelous opportunity fall into my lap for this summer, and I hope you rejoice to have it fall in yours as well. A good friend and fellow pastor of mine uh, in the area has, was planning for the last couple of years to host a tour of the Steps of Martin Luther and the Passion Play in Oberammergau in Germany in the middle of this summer. Uh, But he's in the National Guard and is going to be deployed, and so he's not able to go. He asked me to take his place. So I'll be leading a trip in the steps of Luther and to see the Passion Play from June 24th to July 4th in this summer, 2010. Uh, There are more openings to go, and really we'd like to get a few more people uh, involved. And so if you're at all interested, if you would uh, uh, email me at pastor at hope-aurora.org and I'll get you the information. We'd love to have you come on the trip as well. Again, that's this
2: summer's Steps of Martin Luther tour hosted by me, Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Can you give an answer? Come to the Our Lutheran Faith Lay Theological Conference where you will learn how Christianity is founded upon historical fact and how to deal with common objections to the gospel. This is Christian Apologetics. You can give an answer. And the speaker Dr. Stephen Hine, the director of the Concordia Institute for Christian Studies, and associate pastor of Shepherd of the Springs Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. All this takes place Saturday, February the 6th from 9 to 4 at Peace with Christ Lutheran Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Registration is free and lunch is provided. That's February the 6th from 9 to 4 at Peace with Christ Lutheran Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Christian Apologetics, you can give an answer. For more information, visit our website at tabletalkradio.org. Welcome to Table Talk Radio playing Table Talk Jeopardy. Pastor Wolf Miller is a contestant for today's game. Right. And, and it's a audio version of Table Talk Jeopardy. And uh, Pastor, your category for today's edition of Table Talk Jeopardy is Justification. And uh, right. normally Table Talk Radio categories have five, ranging from 500 down to 100. However, this uh, because of the length of these audio clips, they uh, all of them are, are a little lengthy. Uh, so we're going to break them down. I'll give you three, so you have justification for two hundred, five hundred, and seven hundred. Wait, how much? Two, five, and seven
0: hundred? Yes. Really? Man, <laughs> what am I going to do with all those points? I'm, does this mean I'm not going to get any of them? Is that what you're saying? No, I think like you'll when get. I offer you a million points for something,
2: <laughs> I think you'll get these. I'm confident. Um, okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not I cruel take, then, like you.
0: I'll, I'll let the tension build, and I'll play along here, and I'll I'll take the category justification for two hundred. I'll start there, Evan. All then?
2: right, and uh, because these are kind of lengthy, you may you may I'll leave your mic caught and you can you can stop it if you need to. Okay. here okay. here is uh, table talk, Jeopardy category justification for 200.
3: No religion has this.
2: Oh, by the way. <laughs> I need to set this up. <laughs> what I'm looking for is the the person's name who's talking here. Okay, so you're looking for the person's name, and uh, this person okay. uses his name in his speech, so I bleep them out so you can't. He's not cur- cursing or anything like that. But <laughs> oh, you, you, man, that was a lot of work. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready.
3: <laughs> All right. A son of God, and something called justification by faith. Alone. So here we are in this courtroom, guilty, sinners, all of us, and the judge renders the verdict righteous. Now how can that be? That's what Romans is about. How can that be? Let me put it in three steps. The, the ground underneath this outrageous verdict... Let me put put the ground in three steps. Step number one, we trust Jesus alone as the ground and the basis of our justification. Not anything we do, not anything we are, and not anything God helps us to do. So we far trust. so good. Why
0: don't you stop it there for a minute? Evan? So far so good, I think. So the uh, the forensic nature of justification is being brought out with the whole courtroom image. The declared righteousness of God is is there, and excluded from this, uh, justification is everything that we do, everything that we are, and anything that God helps us to do. That's very important. So semi Pelagianism in all of its forms is excluded by this. Uh, now, the, the, really, the only two people I know that talk like this are Calvinists and Lutherans. And and I'm leaning towards a Calvinist on this. You want to know why? Why? Because I hear the echo in the room, and normally Lutherans don't talk <laughs> to rooms that big.
2: You know, <laughs> That's you know, my only reason. You if, know you if, can tell it's in a big a, auditorium sort of thing? If you had an audience of, like, two or three like we do, yeah. like, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just a big room of two or three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so we got. there's some more coming, though. How much time do I have? Because I, I have no idea who this is. Yes. I don't recognize the voice. About at all.
2: three and a half more minutes of this guy. So. Okay, so do you think he's going to say something distinctive enough to where I'm going to be able to guess a name? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know how familiar you are with this person, so maybe or okay, maybe well, not. Let's have a little bit more, then.
3: Jesus Christ alone as the ground and basis of that verdict. Second, that's number one. Second this faith as i look totally away from and all that he is by nature and all that he is by grace i look totally away from to jesus alone as my ground of justification and my basis of justification and in that faith and through that faith i am united to christ a union with Christ happens the way to see this is to put romans five one beside romans eight one you can remember that put romans five one beside romans eight one romans five one says therefore having been justified by faith romans eight one says there is therefore now no condemnation the negative way of saying justification no condemnation in Christ Jesus now if you put Those on top of each other, let the template fall. The in Christ Jesus corresponds to by faith. That's why I'm saying that when you trust Him, in and through that a union is established. So that you're now in Him. You're in Him. That's step two. Step three. In Him, His righteousness... His obedience, or you could say God's righteousness in Him. I won't be picky about how we say it. I think all these are right ways of saying it. In Him, His righteousness is, the word that's used in the ESV is, counted as ours. The more historical word is, imputed to us. Those are the three steps that provide the ground underneath this courtroom so that God's declaration of me as righteous finds some basis in reality.
0: Oh, that's an interesting no. statement right there. So far, I think, though, so good. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things that could be tightened up here, uh, and and uh, um, especially with this idea of, of being united with Christ versus being declared righteous. I mean... Uh, uh, you, we, we want, while we don't want to separate those we want to make a clear distinction between the two of them and so to put in the unity, the, the united with Christ in uh, before the imputation um, is another hint that this guy isn't going to be a Lutheran or, uh, or maybe he is a Lutheran but that's not being careful enough but he's trying to be careful so I'm going to say there's an indication he's not a Lutheran uh, th- this you know who this reminds me of is this this guy uh, John MacArthur, but it's not him. I would recognize his voice, so it seems like a kind of MacArthurite guy or one of these guys that would be po- popular on the on that kind of circuit. Um, I'm I'm, I'm zeroing in on a name, uh, but uh, I want to get to the end. Is there some a little bit more? Or? Yeah, a little bit more. About a
2: minute left. Okay, here you go. Okay.
3: So, it is one thing to be forgiven when you are unrighteous. It is a glorious thing. Let us never minimize the preciousness that God forgives sins because of the work of Christ on the cross. Forgiveness too would be an outrage were it not for the cross. But I cannot escape the exceeding wonder that not only does God look upon a guilty person in the courtroom and exercise clemency and forgive him and say, you're guilty, I forgive you, go and sin no more, but He also, beyond all imagination, looks upon this guilty sinner and does not just say, you're guilty, I forgive you, He says, you're not guilty. I mean, forgiveness is understandable, just a little bit understandable. We kind of have some way to get our hands around forgiveness. You let it go. You don't hold it against them. But this, look me right in the face, right in the face, sitter though I am, and say, righteous.
2: All right, that's it. Uh, any idea?
0: That's that's not bad. That is not bad. Uh, I I think and to and to bring it. You know, one of the problems with this courtroom idea of justification is that it tends, in I think, a lot of people's imagination, to be a sterile sort of thing. But this this preacher won't let it be that sort of sterile thing. Yeah, good um, point. The. Uh, so I I, I generally uh, am favorable to this take on justification. I, the two names that are coming to my mind are, um, there is this guy who, uh, who did this talk on justification, and he was a John MacArthur guy, he wrote the uh, Pyromaniacs blog, Phil Johnson, that's one guy. And the other guy is this preacher who's kind of captured everyone's imagination uh, by the name of Paul Washer, who begins to uh, justify fairly well. Um, the 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 distinction between law and gospel, Paul Washer, uh, but it doesn't. I've listened to a couple of that guy's sermons. So, what what if I say Phil Johnson of Pyromaniacs fame?
2: Is that your final answer? Yes. Uh, If that is your final answer, you would be incorrect here. This is Uh, actually John Piper. Are you? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Which I I just know him
0: by name, but I've. I've never listened to him,
2: I think if Wikipedia is correct, he's actually a Baptist, so don't you feel sheepish
0: well, look the uh, the Baptists were Calvinists to start out with. You know this idea that the Southern Baptist Arminian decision theology, and all this sort of stuff is a recent development with with Baptist theology. The Baptists in their roots are are calvinist, and i' I'm starting to meet more and more. A Baptist that are discovering their Calvinistic roots. Yeah, which that's right. Do, what you know? What do you say to a Baptist who
2: discovers that? You say, "You should be Lutheran." <laughs> Just instantly, you should say that. That's right. That's why so many of these uh, churches, especially around here in Oklahoma where I am, uh, you'll see that they call themselves the Free Will Baptists, you know, to distinguish themselves from uh, from right. the other kinds. Right. So. Good. We okay. Well, I'm um, sorry uh, you missed that one, but I think you'll have a better better luck with the next ones. When you to go to a break, continue this category of table talk Jeopardy justification with Evan and Pastor Brian. We'll be right back.
0: Carl Fikenscher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is my favorite illustration for the fall of man. Frankfurt, Eisenach, Wittenberg, Leipzig, Nuremberg, Munich. Uh, Munich and Oberammergau for the Passion Play. These are just a few of the places that we'll be visiting in the Steps of Martin Luther tour, uh, ending with the Passion Play this summer. I have a great opportunity to lead and host this tour all of a sudden, and uh, I'm very excited about it, and I would love for you, our listeners, to be able to come along as well. If you are interested in visiting Germany this summer, uh, June 24th to July 4th, uh, with me, Pastor Brian Wolfmuller of Hope Lutheran Church, uh, and my wife, Carrie, Uh, then would you please contact me at pastor at hope-aurora.org for more information. I'd love to talk to you about this opportunity, uh, let you know more details. Uh, So if you're interested in coming along on the Steps of Martin Luther tour uh, with me this summer, please again contact me at pastor at hope-aurora.org for more information. Or give me a call, 303-364-7416. Thank you.
3: Righteousness of Christ, imputed to us and received by faith alone.
2: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are playing Table Talk Jeopardy. The category is Justification. And Pastor Wolfmuller failed to identify the first audio clip by John Piper. And uh, not by any fault of his own. That, That was a tough one. I'll give it to you. But... Uh, you have two more available here. You have justification for... 500. Oh, by the way,
0: oh, I've clarified during the break that this guy is a uh, Calvinist. I've looked on the Wikipedia here, and he is a Reformed Baptist, so he holds
2: to uh, the five points of Calvinism as far as I can see here, too. So, Well done. So there you Well go. done. Okay. So you have justification for 500 or 700.
0: <laughs> let's, let's let the drama continue to grow, and I'm going to go for 500.
2: For no particular reason except for the drama. We need to start a uh, checklist. How to know if you're being emotionally manipulated by a table talker radio host. Uh, (laughs) He he lets the drama build progressively in table talk jeopardy. Check. Okay. (laughs) Check. (laughs) All right. This one is uh, about three minutes long. We can do the same thing. Here we go. All right.
4: Part of the difficulty we face with the word justification is that from quite early on in church history, different theologians used this word, justification, or its Latin or Greek equivalents, dichiosis or justificatio, uh, to mean things that are significantly different from what Paul means. What is that it. in the background? Hap- is that, the, is that <laughs> the theme music from Top Gun
2: playing in the background? I, I knew you were gonna. I feel like whoever this
0: particular guy is is gonna start. F- is gonna fly off of the jetway there. I feel a need for speed. What is that? <laughs>
2: this, was, this was taken from a promotional video uh, oh. for this individual's <laughs> book. And <laughs> all right, all right, you ready? <laughs> yes. Keep it coming.
0: Don 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 don. Because you have
4: the need, the need for speed. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. is. Perhaps even since Augustine, um, but certainly in the 20th century with theologians like Karl Barth and Hans Kuhn, the word justification is used to cover the entire process of salvation from the first workings of God's grace right through all everything else that has to happen, conversion, sanctification, uh, right through to final glorification. Rather like somebody who um, discovering how important the steering wheel is in a car uses the phrase steering wheel to refer to the whole car you know I'm going to take my wheel and drive down the road and you can imagine somebody doing that but it's a bit misleading because this thing has a very very precise function and there is more to the car than that but saying that there's more to the car than that doesn't devalue the place of the steering wheel it merely puts it in its proper context. Equally, there are some people who have shaped the doctrine of justification as an answer to questions which were not exactly Paul's questions, but were. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Oh, we're getting the- to the rub. Now we smell, how does Luther say it? Now we smell the roast. All right, so this, whoever this mystery English theologian is, is going to start to tell us how justification has been misunderstood. Now. If, uh, can I make a prediction of you what's going to happen? He, that he's going to talk about how Luther was uh, reading into—and uh, uh, the Protestant Reformation was reading into Paul, questions that Paul wasn't necessarily asking, and this is going to have led to a common misunderstanding of the doctrine. That's my guess.
2: Mm, good. And by the way, have you ever heard anyone refer to an entire car by the steering wheel? No. I don't think I have either, but that's— re- yeah. Never mind. Okay, you ready to continue this clip?
4: Sure, sure, sure. Late medieval questions, because in the late Middle Ages, people had this idea that there was this thing called righteousness, which you needed to acquire, and that it was basically a sort of moral quality or virtue. And so if you didn't have enough of your own, how could you get some from somewhere else? And much of the Reformation and post-Reformation formulations of the Can can
2: I point out Uh that he's talking about morality in terms of a quantity? That, that as if we don't have enough morality, so we get our morality from Jesus, um, and doesn't really seem to see the punishment involved in uh, in the commandments.
1: Oh,
0: I know it. Isn't this this is so? Here, this is we're we're getting awfully close. I mean, he hasn't expressed (laughs) it yet, but you can just tell. You know, these guys have the smell. These new perspective on Paul guys have a certain kind of stink about them and you can tell that they that, that this is their trick they say oh the the reformation had the wrong question and now we've got the right question so
4: we understand justification oh boy uh <laughs> So let's hear it. Doctrine. We're well, answering that question about how can I get enough righteousness so that when God looks at me, He'll see that I am righteous. And in a sense, what say the Westminster Confession does is to give the right answer to the wrong question, because <laughs> the question Paul is asking is not how can you get enough righteousness so that when God looks at you, wait, he'll stop, be... stop there, there, stop
0: there. I'm going to guess what the right question is going to be. <laughs> So the wrong question is how do you, is how do you get enough righteousness? But the right question that we should be asking of Paul is uh,
2: how do we come how do we become part of the people of God? You okay. think, is that what it's going to be? Let's uh, well, see. let's find out. But before you before we find out, uh, what is what's wrong with the question? In other words, uh, why, which, why why is uh, his question not the right one?
0: Well, let's his that I the the question that I think he's going to ask. Yes. Um. Well because that's not what Paul's asking. I mean <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Because because Paul actually is particularly interested in avoiding God's wrath. Uh but anyways. Okay. Let's, well, see. let's, see, let's see if see you're right. I'm
4: right. Be with you. But how can you Be sure that you are a member of God's people, that your sins are forgiven, and that therefore you are part of the covenant purposes of God, which ever since Abraham have been the way in which God was addressing and rescuing the world. I would hope that anyone reading my book on justification will come away with a sense of excitement at the big vision which Paul sets before us because it's not just a vision about me and how I get to heaven or even which would be better me and how I get to be one of those who share in the new heavens and new earth it's about God himself and about a big picture of God and God's purposes for the whole world and the point of justification is not that the spotlight is on me all the time the point about justification is the spotlight is on what God is doing through the gospel for the whole creation we got two bogeys at 5 o'clock.
0: <laughs> all right. Do you have any idea who this could be? This sounds like our friend, who used to be Bible scholar, now kookball, new perspective on Paul <laughs> uh, Bishop in the Church of England named N.T. Wright. Who is N.T. Wright? That is correct for 500 Yay. points. Now, what I think... Slightly
2: predictable, the, these guys. I'll tell you what. <laughs> the the gleaming uh, the, the gleaming, I don't know, mistake with all this is... Uh, what about the sacrifice of Christ? I mean, if God was just trying to, to re- reorganize how one is re- how is, how one is incorporated in the body of Christ, why did Jesus need to die? If it's if it's just about getting getting enough, you know, as he criticizes uh, the Reformation view of justification that uh, getting enough morality, I, I don't think he was correctly articulated the the position. Uh, I, I think it's it's about there being a punishment for sins, and that punishment is death. And if that is not atoned for, our salvation—there is no salvation. There's not even an incorporation into God's body. Right.
0: I mean, th- yes. This, this whole new perspective. I mean, I will grant them. Th- this is the. Here, here's the problem: is they have this tiny little reading on Luther and uh, and Paul and the and the medieval teaching on justification, as if it was this tiny little part of it uh... and if it was totally misunderstood and and ripped out of context and they were going to the scriptures with the wrong question etc etc as if you can't find anyone terrified by their sins in the bible or in first century judaism that's only a that's only uh... an attribute of people's consciences in the middle ages and then they come now with this with a little bit of early uh... judaism studies to say that hey the pharisees weren't legalists, and now we got to ask a new question and reinterpret paul it, they don't. It's just they set up straw men. I mean, <clears throat> I wish sometimes these guys would read a little bit of Luther on Galatians and and see if they're actually arguing against the guy, um, <laughs> or not. Uh, but the, I, I'll tell you that uh, this whole thing uh, it proves that, that uh, if I could be this bold to say that the that the so-called scholars who really love to dabble in this new perspective on Paul are, are have never been pastors. <laughs> They've never actually. Uh, tried to to sit down and talk with people who are, in fact, worried about the anger of God and about uh, being punished and His wrath, uh, just like the people in the Bible were. For example, if you, O oh Lord, should mark iniquities, O oh Lord, who could stand? I mean, there's an expression of the introspective conscience of the West, and it runs all the way through the Psalms, for goodness sakes.
2: So, anyway, what a mess. <laughs> all right, we're down to the last minute of this segment. Uh we only have one more left. Uh this is justification for seven hundred. We'll hit it after the break. And we're also gonna play some Google it after this. So we have to make a decision if we're gonna have time for this last one. And we'll play some Google it. Uh we'll we we'll for that figure all that out during the break. Um uh, but don't I'm you... against by the way making decisions. <laughs> I believe in the bound
0: will of man. Yeah. You and your decision theology. <laughs> Oh well. Hey, if if anyone listening is uh has been tempted by this new perspective on Paul and uh wants to know more about why it's uh wrong or has uh have has come to
2: discover it themselves, send us a note and let us know and then we'll talk about it on air. So, all right. We'll do it. Okay, we'll right We'll be right back for more Table Talk Radio. Easy for you to say. Uh either finishing up Table Talk Jeopardy or starting Google it. Uh, We can also answer all of your questions about new perspective or something you find on Google. 866 851 5523. Right back. More Table Talk Radio. We're after this commercial break.
3: I'm too shy to talk to you, so hi. Just Google your name. Google,
1: Google, 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 Google your name. Table Talk Radio. The games are just an excuse. Have you ever wanted to
0: walk the steps of Martin Luther while studying what he wrote there, having daily devotions in the scriptures and singing Luther hymns, a trip ending with a visit to the Passion Play in Oberammergau? Well, that's exactly what I'm doing this summer. All of a sudden, I have the opportunity to go to Germany, and I would love for you to come with. If you have uh, the desire to go and visit the steps of Luther, see the Passion Play, please email me at pastor at hope-aurora
2: .org for more information. Thank you. Hi, this is Evan Gigline. Thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. Have you ever wanted to be a radio clown yourself? Now you can with the Table Talk Radio Reformation Glee Club membership. This is my favorite Reformation Glee Club. Really? Tell them how we uh, sign up for the Reformation Glee Club. Yeah, why don't you tell them that, Evan? Oh, well, you just go to our website <laughs> at tabletalkradio.org and click the support tab. Why don't you tell us uh, the different levels? uh yeah why don't why don't you tell them that okay well there's the radio clown the table talk radio pietist the iron listener or the theological bull rider yeah why don't you tell them what we get uh yeah why why don't you tell them that (laughs) well if you sign up for the reformation glee club you get table talk radio points for every dollar you donate oh nice love those radio points We really do appreciate all the support for Table Talk Radio, so we can continue to bring you everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show.
5: Whenever I want to learn a thing, I open my laptop
2: and
1: I sing. I call it a browser happening. Yeah, baby, I Googled it. Yeah, baby!
2: It's amazing how many songs there are about Google. I guess we have a, a website that popular. Uh, you know, we were
0: studying Ruth on Sunday, uh, and we were talking about how, how Boaz had done his research on Ruth. He knew all about her and stuff, and I told the guys. <laughs> that he apparently Googled Ruth to find out.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, we're playing Table Talk Jeopardy, our category yes, on... I, I've taken an oath now not to whine about not doing Google it again <laughs> if we don't
0: get to it. So maybe next week we'll get to my uh, world-famous website. That's um, right. We might have time. But but this, be, this is good. I, I really like this audio and, uh, and fooling around with it. So I'm going to take now Table Talk Jeopardy, the category justification for 700
2: points. All right, let's see if you can get it. Here's the audio.
5: What the new perspective was doing in my, what is, okay, wait, my hold perspective...
2: On. What have you done here with
0: this new... Per-
5: <sighs>
0: You're trying to drive me into some sort of depression with all these <laughs> new perspective things? Can we point out that the word uh, new is really inappropriate for the new perspective because it happens to be the same old medieval Roman Catholic perspective? Can we make that point? You may, but so, no point... So, so when whenever uh, someone, uh, dear listener, whenever you're listening to someone talk about the new perspective on Paul, you can say, "Oh, oh yeah, the old, you mean the old scholastic uh, Thomas <laughs> Aquinas perspective? Yeah, you mean you mean the you you know, mean the, mis- the misinterpretation of Jerome that was
2: uh, uh, that was put forth in the sentences in the Middle Ages? Oh, that new perspective? <laughs> <laughs> sure so wish. you know, when, whenever our listeners are at the grocery store and bump into someone, oh, have you brought the new perspective on Paul? Why, yes, I have. No. Will you pass me the cantaloupe? Yeah, if
0: you have to be careful if, someone's, uh, if someone comes and says something like this. So there, dear chap, I've been reading the book of the Galatians.
2: <laughs> okay, here's your audio clip.
5: <laughs> He's saying that uh, the traditional view, the Lutheran view particularly, oh, has right. unfortunately uh, rather um, done down Judaism. It's There's it been an, an anti almost an anti-semitic slant
0: to it anti-Sim—that that is the problem lutheran's anti-semitism ah. <laughs> the the idea that the pharisees were were pietists and were thought they were made right before god by their good works that was a misreading of first century judaism now who is this guy he's a he is uh sounds like he's irish or something huh I, I cannot reveal such. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that these guys work on their accents because it sounds more impressive <laughs> when you have a bit of a English brogue to your voice?
2: I'm thinking you should start uh, that for Table Talk Radio and your preaching, for that matter.
0: It's, it's, it's a preaching Australian. <laughs> Good eye, folks, mates. Good eye, mates. The text for today is. <laughs> Galatians, where Paul talks about becoming part of the covenant people of God, completely apart from the blood of Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's more of the
5: audio. <laughs> of, uh, the first-century Jews of legalism and narrow bigotry and all that kind of thing. Um, and uh, secondly, that it has missed an important dimension of Paul's teaching. Paul's teaching begins its first formulation comes out of his mission to Gentiles. And his concern is <coughs> that he... Uh, that he has the radio awareness that you do,
2: clearing clearing throat. <coughs> here, let me adjust my chair.
5: <laughs> oh, man.
2: <coughs> <laughs> there it is. You hear it? <laughs> All the time. Uh, okay, here you
5: <laughs> That his fellow Jews have narrowed the grace of God by... Uh, putting too many Jewish blinkers on it, as you might say, uh, insisting that you've got to be circumcised and you've got to, in effect, become a proselyte, become a Jew, in order to experience the grace of God. And Paul is saying, no, uh, the grace of God uh, is not to be narrowed like that. Um, and that's been been his, his uh, main thrust. Now that's been heard as saying, Luther got it wrong. Uh, that's not what it was saying, uh, oh, what, oh, what oh, the okay. New Perspective was saying is that Luther missed this dimension and while ah, emphasizing ah, quite yeah, yeah. justifiably the fundamental issue that nobody can earn salvation and so on, he has missed the corporate, the social, the ethnic, the racial dimension to it. And ah, has ah. Uh, there's been a lot of denigration of Judaism in the process. So a new perspective is saying let's stop denigrating Judaism because Paul certainly didn't do it and Jesus didn't do it uh, and let's recognize <laughs> that there is this dimension that uh, the grace of God can be uh, narrowly circumscribed by racial, by national uh, ideologies and so on and that is, is uh, against justification by faith. That uh, We in the 19th century in our Victorian missionary era uh, constricted the grace of God quite as much as uh, Second Temple Judaism did. Uh, one could say American imperialism today is uh, constricting the grace of God in quite the same way as well. Oh, American
0: imperialism. So you see, the, it all goes back to poor old Luther, who just thought that justification was God's making a way for us to stand before him apart from his wrath and judgment. But but now what we see is the result of that was... Uh, uh, probably uh, the Holocaust and American imperialism and, uh, and, and capitalism. And for goodness sakes, we burned coal because Luther misunderstood <laughs> Paul and Galatians. What? a! This is just a way. Uh, liberalism is always finding a way to sound both cooler and smarter. And I think the new perspective on Paul is liberalism trying to sound smart. And the emerging church is liberalism trying to sound cool. It's just the old retread of this. I can't believe these guys. So, so Paul Paul didn't denigrate Judaism. No, no. When he said that the Judaizers would, uh, they should go and mutilate themselves, or when he says all this Jewish stuff. Look, Philippians chapter three. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. And he goes through, I might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone thinks they have confidence, I've got more. I was circumcised. I'm from Israel and the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. Concerning the law, a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I counted as loss for Christ Christ. For indeed I count all things lost for the excellent knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord to whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. So that, so that Paul himself says that the Judaism of his birth and of his training he counts as rubbish. Now. But Paul doesn't denigrate Judaism, no. <laughs> or, or that there's no works righteousness in Judaism. I mean, uh, the, Jesus never told a parable about the Pharisee who stood praying, saying he thanked God for uh, all his good works that he did, that he fasted and that he tithed and that he gave all this money, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, while the sinner stood in the back and, and beat his breast with, uh, dare I say, terrors of conscience. This Apparently this sinner, this tax collector in the back of the of the room there had an introspective conscience of the west and he said god be merciful on me a sinner and he went home justified no no jesus wouldn't have uh, probably misunderstood first uh,
2: century judaism just like luther did
0: there man no i'm this not am not sure
2: crazy but i'm i'm am i sensing some sarcasm over there <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you 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 do pick up on my subtleties well there's only about uh, 20 seconds left, here it is
5: I think there's a, a case uh, to be, an argument to be had uh, on this point because there's a dimension which has uh, been missed or misunderstood and it needs to come to be brought back
2: Okay So that's it, and you have uh, about two minutes to identify who this is ugh oh. I don't I don't know
0: the, I don't know the Irish new perspective. Everyone loves this new perspective stuff. It is just ugh. ugh. If only Table Talk Radio was as popular as the
2: new perspective.
0: <laughs> well, we need get... to start
2: accusing. You guys are being anti-Semitic if you don't listen to Table Talk Radio.
0: <laughs> That's right. You're imperialistic. <laughs> we by the way are listener supported. We don't have we don't have uh, uh commercial sponsors, meaning we've opted out of the capitalist system <laughs> <laughs> not by choice though if we could find sponsors oh believe me we'd have them <laughs> uh, yeah that's right uh, i don't know is d.a carson an american guy he's another one of these new perspective guys uh or um uh, who's the other one james don or uh i don't uh, i don't think james D- i think he's a um, canadian or something
2: i don't know i'm gonna guess d.a carson uh, is that your final answer Yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You should have went with James Dunn, because that is the correct is answer. That's He's right. an
0: Irishman? I guess. Or does he just make that up for... <laughs> How many
2: now, do you lose something? points for getting this wrong? I think you do.
5: No. no. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeopardy.
2: This is Jeopardy. and yeah, so well, I guess you right. Brings you to a negative 400. You're in the red by na- uh, by 400 points. Now, oh, Dun- look, he Dunn was, was the... A, he- Dunn was the one that kind of uh, coined this in contemporary language, and then he has popularized what James Dunn, uh, N.T. Wright, took. But he did so out of a response for John Piper's book on justification. So Wright wanted to to set Piper straight, so he took James Dunn and popularized it in his book, Justification.
0: Oh, yeah, I see. Here I'm looking. He was uh, the professor of divinity at the Department of Theology in the University of Durham, Durham. which is in Scotland. All right. That That would account for his... Odd accent. All this
2: kind of nonsense breeds over there in Europe. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor, for making the oath to not pout about not getting to Google it. But we will save (laughs) your entry because it's a good one until next time. We'll talk about it. So thank you all for listening to Table Talk Radio.
0: Where the points are like the comfort you derive from being preached to by a new
1: perspective on Paul. (laughs) Not at all. Completely. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. (laughs) The views expressed on this show are part of the people of God. (laughs) And do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. Uh, We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message 866 851 5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.